No, uh, no. Sadly, that was the best bit of the show, probably, and I wasn't recording it. <laughs> so, so now the point is, I could say it exactly again, and it would have then been planned and prepared. <laughs> okay. All right, Scotty. Do you want to plan our out our podcast, or just want to wing it? John, everything is always thoroughly planned from top to bottom. Every word, it's scripted and edited and passed through our lawyers. Did you know that? I did know that. And you even have a teleprompter, don't you? Isn't that what Sam does before he does the, the audio editing? He just turns the crank so that the roll, the roll of fax paper with the, the hand-scribbled show notes appeared before you. Yeah, he, he sat about 10 yards opposite me with a big cardboard sign just telling me what to say. Yeah, I bet it just says shut up. <laughs> it says not that. <laughs> well, Scotty, did you have a, a lovely week? I, 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 my spies on social media tell me that you're about to die of a heart attack from the bacon egg pie. Um, yes, the bacon and egg pie from uh, from yesterday's meal. We're really are we that's are we the shorter material this week? <laughs> no, no. But you know the, the reason I was able to see it easily is because I got a new computer. Oh my god! Why didn't anyone tell me how great it is to be able to just log in using your finger instead of typing out a long you know passphrase? Oh, that that you've got a new one of the new MacBook Pros, yeah. I did finally. Yeah, yeah. that is that is like the killer feature. Um, yeah, I could put up with almost everything else about the machine that I, I don't necessarily like for that. And every time I have to pass type my password now, I get really quite fed up. Yeah. Well, do you know what makes me sad, though? What makes you sad, John? Other than you well, didn't get a slice of egg and bacon pie? Uh, well, I like bacon. I don't like eggs, though. I mean, it, it looks delicious, though. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in donkle hell, and so I'm trying to repair that. And so I thought, okay, well, now's the time that I should re- recall that weren't we promised wireless deployment to phones? And, in fact, uh, it doesn't work at all. I don't know. Have you ever tried it? Have you ever been able to actually build and install without having to have it connected with a USB cable? Um, do you know what? Because I, I did, I and it crashed. Think, I don't think I've ever tried, but I'm sure I've seen it. Personally, but I'm sure I've seen it being done. Well, I would love to know if anybody, if any one of our one and a half listeners has some clues about that, because I followed the instructions and it, it built. And then when it tried to deploy, it just it crashed. And at first I thought it was because of our VPN, but I even tried it with that completely turned off and no joy. So I went back to having dongle, dongle hell. Let me do a quick, quick uh, bit of developer research here. We'll have an immediate show guest. Uh, Matt. Have you ever done iOS app wireless iOS app deployment successfully? In other words, got the app to run without ever connecting it to the computer with a cable. I just hear the peals of laughter in the background. Not without ever doing it. You've had to connect it first. You have to connect it first. Okay, you have to connect. You have to do it at least once with a cable, apparently. No, I did do that, and then then you you in the devices organizer window you then there's a little checkbox that says wireless deployment or whatever, and you check that. Uh, and then you try to build, and no, no joy. Well, I don't know, but Matt, Matt can give you tech support incidents for yeah about three hundred dollars ago. If you wish to have some help, I'm not okay. sure if he's ever done it, but we'll charge you three hundred dollars anyway. Uh, okay, well, that's good. <laughs> and go. So you're not overly impressed with wireless wireless debugging then? N- well, I mean, no. 
<laughs> oh, that was a long if, conversation. If it, if, it, if it crashes Xcode, it's not debugging. Maybe it will help Apple debug Xcode. But I know people help who are using it, so it must be something about what you're doing is not set up right or something. But okay, um, well, having, I'll try it again. Yeah, you remember, I've, I've uh, been using React Native on iOS for a little while now, and so I wouldn't put that anywhere near it because I try not to run that on the device at all if I can mm. help it. Um, and prior to that, uh, or alongside that, I've been probably doing Mac development for um, the sort of 18 months, two years before that. And of course, the great thing about Mac development is, is you don't need to connect anything with a cable because you're already on the device. Well, isn't that lovely? Um, what else was going to say? Oh, can I, can I uh, be proud of something else? You can be proud of whatever you like, John. So finally... Uh, today or rather yesterday or this week was the the you know this new version of the netflix player which i did some work on um but was more the work of my my studying colleague alex hi alex um who uh saw it through after months and months and months of of a b testing um uh it's out which is good it's out to everybody um and what's nice about it, in addition to the fact that it has the fast forward and rewind button, which everybody has been clamoring for, which you can also double tap. So if the player's not showing, I mean, the player controls aren't showing, you can double tap on the left side of the screen or the right hand screen to be able to advance it in 10 second increments. And all that's nice for, for people. Uh, but I think the nice thing about it is that there was a, a, an email exchange that crossed my desk with somebody who works at, at a place called Lighthouse for the Blind, which is a... a you know, a, a blind uh, blind person's advocacy organization in, in the city, and they do all sorts of things like, you know, have a, a Braille library and 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 you know, advocate for for audio descriptions and, and other accessibility uh, technologies. Um, and they were had a list of of problems that they found with the player, and I was all sad. And then I realized, nope, that was because they were using the old player. And the new player, in fact, fixes it quite nicely. Um, so it's a step forward, which makes me happy. Improvements are always good. Improvements yes, are always are. good. Uh, we had some feedback this week as well. We had some email. Um, I don't ah. know if you saw it. It's on the feedback yeah. at iDeveloper.co. Uh, no. It's from Whiskers, and it just said, um, best sound ever. Congrats to Sam. <laughs> but just, uh, yeah. Okay. People, so, people are obviously excited that they can now hear hear this um this waffle in complete pristine conditions. Uh, yes, but, but although, like based it. on what I've just been hearing going on in the background in your house, we've given him a challenge this week. That's true. Well, the thing I would say is, uh, how do we know that Whiskers isn't just Sam? I mean, is that his is that his his Twitter handle or something or well, his pet's Sam, name? Sam, Sam does have quite a large beard, so you know that could be. And you're just getting this now. Yeah. Sam, was, Sam has learned the second great lesson of, of having a gig is, is sending in fan mail praising your work. He's registering a domain a week so he can keep sending his own compliments. I know this is a far field, but this is actually not a, you know, this is a technique that is tried and true. My hero drummer, uh, Stuart Copeland, 
uh, used to when 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 he was you know when the police were just starting out, he had had a gig with a with a a band called Curved Air, which was had was a prog rock band from the seventies, and they'd had some level of success, and but they were all kind of having to pay off a tax bill, and I guess the the original drummer had died from choking on his own vomit, so somehow Stuart Copeland got the gig, and uh, that is the only way to... drummers actually go, isn't it? So <laughs> pretty much. And so, uh, because because they had had some fame before, and nobody knew that who the drummer was, he kind of parlayed that into into getting a, a set of Tama drum kits. Uh, Tama was an up and coming Japanese drum manufacturer back then. Now they, you know, they're they're well established, but back then in the late seventies, nobody had heard of them, and he really liked them. So he ended up sending in letters, <laughs> which he would post from different mailboxes when they went out on tour. And so, you know, Larry Larry Ellerby from tuna fish gloucester would ask you know i hey i just saw a curved air and, and the, i want to know the drummer what what kind of sticks does he use and so he sent this into some magazine where he sent enough of them that they had to then find this obscure drummer that nobody had heard of and, and ask him what type of drumsticks do you use which he then answered and then he used that to be able to to to, to get a sponsor kit and get a nice set of, of drums which he's been using ever since and it's interesting so but uh so for the indies out there who are looking to 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 build success uh indie anything is indie anything if you're a band or you're you know a comedian or a software developer or all three um you know you can always use these techniques if you use them we won't tell on you yeah i think yeah that's not far off just leaving your own reviews in the app store which i think there are rules against well, well sure, but, but of course there are, but you have friends, hopefully, and that's an important thing because it, it is, <laughs> this is a serious thing is that, that people will, this is absolutely something I noticed because I remember there were, there were a couple of times when, when, you know, there'd be, when you would get coverage, like, you know, memory miners featured in Boing Boing or, or in Gadget or, or, you know, sites like that. It was not in Gadget before then. It didn't exist, but Boing Boing, yes. So, and that was a, that was a big deal. And another one was Lifehacker. And so there was, there was discussion in it. And so the, the, the first comment oftentimes sets the tone. So if you've got a friend or, a, you know, a sympathetic person, hopefully, because you, you have to do that, you have to find people who will be your early advocates get them to, to, to write something and it, you know it doesn't have to be effusive praise it can perfectly say hey I really love this and I, I hope that they fix this or I hope that they add this feature whatever it is but that sets the tone so I mean it is all, it is all the same thing whether it's you in a different guise or, or your your mom or your friends you kind of have to do that and this is stuff that that you find out that that you can put as much effort into planning the first commentary about your app or the first tweets of a new feature and, and the reason why I'm bringing this up now is because we do it as well i mean we you know one thing that's starting to happen at work and i'm very happy is that we're, we're starting the mobile team the the ui engineering team that works on mobile is starting to have a, a little bit more of a of a, of a of a presence on on medium and twitter and so as we we roll out features we do um, talk about them uh, because it's important it's important it's important to help kind of you know uh from a from a from a kind of uh, uh, recruiting perspective, it's always nice for a company to be able to say, "Hey, here's some of the things that we're working on," because it helps helps establish your reputation. Netflix is, has always had, I think, an extremely strong reputation in the JavaScript world for for lots of reasons, and then of, of course, tons of things related to to Amazon Web Services. But mobile is 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 uh, relatively new. Um, ish and so uh we're starting to, to to kind of make a little noise because we have some things to be proud of 
So you can do this whether you're an indie or you know working in a big company. Yeah. Well, you mentioned in JavaScript is bring reminds me of something a discussion we've been having this week. We started talking last week about engineering shipping code versus shipping right. products, and um, yeah, we were having discussions because I've said we're writing the front end of uh, the thing we're doing in Elm, uh, which is a functional language that that compiles the JavaScript. Um, but we just you know, we've been writing some widgets this week for other people to embed in their websites to to just use with the thing we're writing. And we've been having this discussion that, you know, oh, should we just, you know, keep this as Elm and just make people use Elm to put it on the front end? Because it really is just adding one line of, you know, script to the thing to make it all set itself up. Or is that too heavy? Should we be going for just a pure JavaScript solution? Because, you know, that might make people happier. You know, and this whole thing of, you know, now deploying, we're now in this like a double jeopardy. We're no longer just deploy, deploying product. We're deploying code that is product. <laughs> so you now get all of the all of the sort of um, uh, uh, the problems coming up together. And so we we haven't decided on answer that one yet. I suspect the default is going to be um, you know just just go with pure JavaScript because that's what people will will know and feel comfortable with. And we don't want to deter people from from putting this stuff on there but it's uh it's been an interesting conversation that we've we quickly moved on to something else so that we didn't have to answer because that's the way we deal with most of the problems on the product at the moment <laughs> it's uh-huh. just let's find find something else to do that means we don't have to answer that question right now ah now this whole journey that you're describing of of, of sam starting to work on an oh hi sam um is it is it the plan eventually that that sam may start to work on mobile stuff as well I mean, I know that that you know that, that rather kind of native mobile. Let's put it that way. Uh, there is no plan that's that wide, although you know that is perfectly um, probable um, and definitely possible. Um, you know, we're we're looking to put something here. This is the uh, current need we have at the moment. It's a good place to start. Um, it fits with some of the little bit of experience that was already there um but however yeah uh you know we're pretty much going to be using a whole range of technologies including mobile stuff uh, eventually across what we're developing here um and of course we've always got client work coming in as well um so yeah um we're going to play it is by ear and by what uh, people are interested in doing really um i think yeah well, some 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 people want to be specialists in you know in one or two things other people like to be generalists and be able to do a little bit of everything um i don't think it's possible to be a specialist in everything i mean there may be one or two very um you know clever and unique people but i on the whole i especially with the size of different platforms and frameworks um or maybe you could be a specialist in one thing and then a generalist in everything else. Uh, so it's, um, yeah, but no, it could be. Well, is there any reason behind your question? There you is a reason. some work done? No, no, no. I mean, yes. I mean, no. I mean, I mean, no, I'm not. And, and uh, but there is a reason why I asked because a colleague have asked, asked on behalf of a, of, of a friend of hers um, who was saying kind of, because she's saying, are there equivalents to, to, to boot camps? Because you, at least in San Francisco, for a couple of years, there were there was just tons of boot camps being advertised everywhere because there really was this big kind of gold rush for for people to do kind of sophisticated JavaScript web programming. Um, and so I would see these advertisements saying, you know, eight weeks with us and you'll be earning 130k a year, no problem. Um, and 
And so I, I didn't know whether there were equivalents for people who were going to teach them mobile, native mobile development. I met someone at a conference this year who um, is uh, an iOS developer uh, for a pretty large company, um, not a junior developer anymore, a reasonably senior developer as well, who basically uh, retrained as an iOS developer through, I think it was a six or eight week boot camp a couple of years ago, a few years ago. So there are people who do it. Do you by chance remember the name of this boot camp? I don't, but I'm sure I can try and find out for you. All right. I would love should, we, should we really have these conversations while taping? I don't know. It's, uh, maybe others are interested. Well, I think others might be interested. Yeah. I think there's more than a few people who listen to us because in addition to loving the, the, the grumpy old men nature of it, I think at various times we've talked about learning how, to, how people learn software development. And what I told her is like, you know, programming is programming. And, and if you're starting from scratch, starting in a, an interpreted environment like JavaScript, or Swift Playgrounds is is a very very good place to start, and if you're starting in the JavaScript stuff, you know you have some chance of of finding client development work because I would I would imagine there there's more work being done in JavaScript web than 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 mobile. Um, still, I, I would imagine that's the case, and so that would be a good you know that could be a stepping stone. But if you wanted to go straight to it, I wonder if you know Apple's technique of of using Swift Playgrounds to both teach a programming language and the concept of programming at one time um, probably works pretty well as well. Yeah, it's almost like we planned this because, which by the way, folks, in case you were under any falsehood, we don't. We literally turn on the microphones and, and see what happens. Um, but talk about you know development programs, everything. Apple launched their. Um, uh, app development program to support women entre- entrepreneurs this this week I as well. That. Did you read into that at all? I just saw the headline. I don't know the details of it. Is it a fund or is it just scholarships or? Yeah, no. Basically, it's um, you get to go to you get to send um, two or three developers. I think it is. I'm about to get some of this wrong. Uh, to Cupertino for a couple of weeks, where uh, they'll get given um, advice from directly from Apple engineers. They'll get. Um, business input from um, uh, app store people and app store marketing people, um, and the idea is to you know, encourage the development. Now, the requirement is is the company needs to have been founded or co-founded or have a senior leader, um, a, a woman, and there must be at least one woman on the team that you send to Cupertino. Um, and it's apparently, I mean, I, you know, I can imagine, you know, this being the case, uh, companies led by women in the Valley currently find it harder to get funding than, um, companies led by men, which I think is, it's really, really weird. I mean, I totally believe it. That's the case. I'm not dismissing it, but it, it's really, really weird because, you know, um, you know, why would that be? Surely you invest in ideas. I guess you invest in people as well. But yeah, I, I don't know. But that's that's yeah, that's just another sad thing. So the fact that if Apple's doing something to to you know counterbalance that a little bit, then great. But it's really sad that this sort of thing is needed. Um, like you know, it is needed, but it's really sad that it is. And I look forward to the day when we won't have to see anything of this nature because you know people just realise that yeah, you know, this isn't the way you do things. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a lengthy discussion. And where I've always netted out on it is that there there are things to correct. A lot of it has to do with with access, is what I've come to understand. So when you know, in, in the case of you know, why do, why do women get funded less often than men? A lot of it is, you know, I'm, sexism still absolutely exists. But I think the other part of it is that it it's it, they, it, they call it an old boys network for a reason. And until there's a, a completely strong old girls network that is equally strong, then there can't be kind of just an, an old person's network. I mean, that's that we're, we're old persons. We just don't network. But I think that that that, that, that things change when 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 inclusion is, is just a normal thing, and diversity is a a, 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 a a reflection of that. When, but that's a that's a long topic. But I, I'm not surprised that, that, that Apple's doing it. I think it's good that they're doing it. And yeah, I also hope that one day it won't have to get done. Yeah, I mean, it's a long topic and one that I'm probably not very qualified to talk on. doesn't normally stop me, but there we are. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like almost every any industry, the music industry, the acting industry. It's almost always about who you know, not what you know. Mm. Um, and I, I guess when it's, you know, you're playing in a place that's been a male-dominated world, everyone knows each other and it's far harder as a woman to break into that. And of course, once you've had one success, people want to invest in success again. But if people have only invested in men so far then there's far more you know, you know there's there's far fewer women who have been successful to to invest in so it, it's just like a a repetitive cycle isn't it and it just it does need to be broken and hopefully over the next uh not too long a period of time those are ridiculously stupid and you know quite frankly um quite frankly damaging um your know, barriers could just be broken down indeed indeed so what else is, is happening and happy that for you this week? Because you had this big Thanksgiving. Did you enjoy celebrating the, the, the self-Brexit holiday? Well, I mean, actually, last week was a bit funny because I'm, I'm in an amateur dramatics society here in my town, and we did our show last Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So it was like one of those whirlwind chaos, you know, four or five days of work and madness. So the fact that, you know, 300 and whatever million of you were stuffing your faces with turkey and watching football really didn't even occur to me really uh, you, you... although of course black friday is as big here now as it is anywhere else which is ridiculous because you know it's got you know why i mean it's just friday here <laughs> but uh you know i, I should imagine places the, the big superstore uh online super retailers like amazon have been just as busy here as they were in the u.s in the last week mm. Well, I think people have been happy that there are, are fewer and fewer scenes of people crushing each other to death in Walmart, and that's because I guess fewer people end up having to go to Walmart because they can just order it online. They can't be bothered to get off their uh, turkey-filled backsides and <laughs> walk down Pretty to much. the store anymore. They get someone else to deliver it on the day after Thanksgiving. Well, they just have to stare for for you know point seven seconds at the thing that they want, and will magically be selected thanks to to iNav technology. <laughs> If you look at an item in the store now, it's automatically ordered for you. <laughs> All thanks to Netflix, folks. <laughs> in fact, if you what it will come next is this is what this we're going to spread this rumor now because of eye technology on Netflix now. If you are watching a movie and you you, know, you stare too long at someone's shirt or uh, an item on their dining room table in that movie, it will automatically be ordered from Netflix shopping for you based on your retina scan and your eye movements. <laughs> Thanks, Scotty, because now I'm going to have to to undo this damage. <laughs> so there it is. Netflix costs you shopping. 
<laughs> oh dear. So um, yeah. So it's uh, yeah. So it's been a bit of a quiet week uh, from you know doing technical stuff and finding stuff. And this is the problem you have when you you know when when you're also doing consulting and developing a product. I did a whole bunch of research. I told you about a couple of weeks ago on Docker and Kubernetes and that sort of stuff. But then last week, because of client work and and, and other stuff, I didn't really get to carry on with that and so now it's been like 10 days or a week since been leaving look at it and because it's new stuff you're looking into you need a continuity um which means you know i probably have to you know go back to halfway through where i was and do it again because i've lost it and this is one of the you know, this is one of the problems with trying to do stuff on the on the side of regular consulting and whatever else where where it's not stuff that you do every day uh the ability to learn the stuff becomes a lot harder because you lack continuity and it's very difficult um but at the same time i find it personally very difficult to uh do eight hours a day of developing one thing and then do exactly the same type of work on the side in the evening or the weekend um again so yeah that becomes motivationally difficult which is one of the reasons that uh, i like to do something in, in a different technology on the side because it just you know it's easier to maintain a motivation but it does have its problems shipping is hard getting stuff done is hard no kidding well maybe maybe we should stop wasting time talking about things and i should let you go ship some stuff and and i can also go get some work done that sounds like a plan and uh, sam can send himself some um congratulations emails <laughs> yeah <laughs> I can just. I, you know what we should do? Let's let's close out by doing this. Let's pen the letter that Sam will send to the podcast. Okay. Uh, dear Scotty and John, you guys are awesome, and I you, never realized how awesome. I, I never realized how awesome you are until I could actually hear you. So maybe we should just say that Sam is awesome for having uncovered this this diamond in the rough that had been buried under you know miles of rubble i think you i think you once described my my voice as velveta in your ears (laughs) i may have done which is like you not a pleasant thought to anybody (laughs) even people who like velveta but there we are no we can't do it he's got to do something in his own so john um if, if if sam does want to send you some fan mail where should he send it well, he could just send it to me on Twitter and find me as Jembe. That's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And if he wants to continue to suck up to the boss man, how can he do that, Scotty? Well, normally he just has to turn around in the office and say it, but there we are. If he really wants to be technical about it, he can get hold of me on Twitter as MacDevNet, uh, micro.blog as Scotty, or he can send an email to feedback at iDeveloper.co where we will all get it and read it. In fact, I'm going to put him on the distribution list so he can get his own fan mail. <laughs> that would be good. You just churn it through. <laughs> it just, just cut out the middle, man. That's what I say. Exactly. <laughs> right. Oh, I have absolutely no idea of what was of value in there at all, but hopefully someone finds something somewhere to enjoy or learn from or do something with. So thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> Until next week, you take care.